My beloved congregation, our text for this morning may find in the scripture we have read together, and at verse 14, and there we read as follows, O my dove, that art in the cleft of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs, let me see thy countenance, let me hear thy voice, for sweet is thy voice, and thy countenance is calmly. They, uh, we place above there as a theme this morning, a comforting invitation for a needy people. We have, with the help of the Lord, these three main thoughts. In the first place, a fitting address. In the second place, a precious invitation. And in the third place, a loving assurance. Let me address that a little bit before we come to the heart of the message. In the first place this morning, we hope to speak something about a fitting address, how that the Lord Jesus Christ is calling his child, how he's calling his child, oh my dove, how that the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking to the child, how he sought that dove, how he sought that child, and how he lifted that child on the mire of sin and the mire of iniquity. And what a wonder then in the congregation this morning, if that dove may be there, and if that dove may lift it up unto the Lord, and if that dove may say, Ah, merciful God, have a word for my soul then this morning. In the second place, a precious invitation that's the invitation of Christ to his people when he is saying, show me your countenance, let me see your struggles, let me hear it, let me hear your heart, or what your heart is saying pertaining to the struggles here below upon this journey of life in that spiritual sense. And finally, a loving assurance, because then the Lord is saying, for thy voice is sweet, and thy countenance is calmly. In a certain way, dear congregation, that is a little touch of a preparatory message because I was under the, the, the thinking that today was the preparatory message because your pastor has called me and said, will you preach a preparatory message on that day when he called me a couple of weeks ago pertaining to the Sunday for baptism. So there is nothing by chance, and I just hope and pray that the word of God may be a word of God that needed to be here on the morning hour of this day. So then first, on the words of our text, uh, they contain a parable. Often the Lord Jesus Christ, he spoke in parables, and it was often so that the message, the message he was trying to bring and to convey, and that it would be, uh, the people could be able, would be able to understand. And therefore, in that Jewish land this morning, uh, there is that high mountain there, and the lower elevations, you can see the woods there, and, but the higher elevations, that is sheer rock congregation, and step by step, using those little, you might say, uh, those little crevices, so step by step, there is one who climbs up there, and he calls out, and he says, Oh, my dove, oh, my dove, and thou that art in the cleft of the rocks, let me see, let me see, and that, that dove, eh? uh, that dove, he had taught that dove, he had, he had taught that dove, he had, he had, you might say he had, he had been teaching that dove how that the dove had to fly, and how that was flying high out in the altitudes there, 
and how that when the sun rays were upon those way upon those wings congregation and then that dove would fly and and it would be such a comforting flight that around that mountain there but you know all of a sudden all of a sudden they came around that mountain came a, a north wind came and when that north wind came and when it just came upon that dove there all of a sudden, that dove couldn't fly anymore. All of a sudden, that dove was driven. It was driven, you might say, into the into the the rock wall there, and there was a little cliff. It's a little a little a little cliff in that rock there, a little opening there. And how that that dove now goes into the little opening there. It's all dark there. It's all dark there, and the dove cannot spread his wings anymore there. It is in that little cleft there, and it just sits there. And it just, and, and I hear that voice, oh my dove, oh my dove, and that, that I'm here is a whimper, a whimper of my dove, uh, because that is my dove. Hear the Lord Jesus Christ. I let that man go now, hear the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking, is speaking to his church, is speaking to his people. And it's, he's, he's saying, in the house of my father, Oh, my dove, in the house of my father, they have spoken about you. In the house of my father, in that eternal love that my father has for all of his dear children, in that everlasting electing love that he had for them, there they have spoken about you, my dove, already. Oh, my dove, there came a time uh, that you were lying in the open field. You were lying upon that open field. And there was no asking for the Lord. There was no seeking after God. There was only a going headlong into the world here below. And there, my dove, there I came. I came in that, and I stood there. I stood as, as you was going on. And, and as you were desperate going towards that horrible pit and that miry clay. I came to you there. I came to you there and I taught you. I taught you how to fly how small you were, how bound up you were with sin and with missing, but I taught you how to use the wings, eh? How to use the wings of faith and prayer. You have those wings, people? May I use them? Is that, will that be for you to go towards the, uh, the, the, the Sunday of Holy Supper, uh, that those wings may be spread out, and that those wings of faith and prayer, uh, that, they may, that they may cause you to just... Uh, to just, to just uh, you might say, come nearer and nearer to the time uh, where you may receive the wonder of God's grace when he's saying, this is my body that is broken for you. This is my blood that is poured out for you. How soft, how so that soft south wind uh, that bore you up, my dove. And when the son of my meditorial suffering and dying, when that son of that meditorial work of Christ was, was shining upon you, and there was such a goodness in you, you thought, and you thought at that time, I will go from strength to strength, ever upward, ever higher and higher, unto that glory that he has prepared for his people. What a beautiful time in the life of those people, eh? What a, what a precious time in the life of that dove, eh? Or when that dove may fly, uh, when may fly with the, with, the, with the son of that meritorial suffering and dying of, of Christ. He's just coming to rest, you might say, upon her. And there that dove, at that dove thought, at that spiritual dove, she thought, oh, we'll go far from... Onward, ever upward, and ever forward.
And there the sun became darkened. Hey, the sun that had been shining so, uh, that sun became darkened and uh, that wind began to beat, came across uh, on just, just, you might say, from the other side of the mountain. And when the wind came, the dove, then you thought, hey, you thought, any moment now, any moment I will be dashed upon the rocks. And then you thought, hey, was it ever really right in my life? Was it ever really of God in my life? There you thought, hey, maybe you thought about the Holy Supper of the Lord. And maybe you thought, how can it then ever be for me? How can it then ever be uh, that there may be such a time for me that I may be there and that those empty hands may be spread forth and those empty hands may be held out like that and those empty hands may receive of the wonder, of the wonder of God's grace, the wonder that there is a Savior who died for the sins of his people, the wonder that there is blood, uh, that the blood has flown out of those five wounds, that precious body, and that there is now blood to wash and to cleanse all those sins away. Ah, that dove, that dove doesn't know the day. It is now, it is now in the cleft of that rock there. And there that dove, as it is in the cleft of the rock there, and then, oh, then that voice, eh? In the darkness, in the difficulties, and that voice that may come, oh, my dove, that are in the cleft of the rock, and that are there so hidden away from everything. A voice. And what a, what a comfort that is uh, when that voice, uh, when even in that dark place you may hear that voice, when even in that dark place you may hear that the Lord has not forgotten you, when even in such a dark place you may, uh, you may just, when it is all so, uh, but yeah, there is nothing there but darkness, and the wings cannot be spread out, only they can be soiled uh, with the, uh, with the, uh, in, 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 that, in that little cleft there as it is hiding in that little cleft. And yet to hear that voice, eh? And to hear that voice that is coming. And then you, then you, don't, you don't dare, you don't dare to look up then anymore. You don't dare to look out anymore. Uh, but it's still, when I come to my second main thought this morning, it's still uh, that that voice, eh? Uh, that that voice is speaking, is speaking, and that they may hear that voice that is speaking unto them where they thought it would be dashed to pieces, and now, and now there is that little opening. And, and let me bring you to my, to my second main thought, eh? uh, that uh, precious invitation of the Lord uh, that comes unto those people. Let me see. Let me see your countenance. What is your countenance today, people? Eh? Is, it, is it covered? Is it covered over with the world? Is it covered over with all the things here below? Or is it the countenance that he's calling and he's saying, let me see, and let me see your countenance. Do you feel black? Do you feel polluted? Let me see it. And do you feel alone, missing, missing my comfort in that narrow place there? So alone, I can't pray anymore. I can't, I can't lift it up to the Lord anymore. There is no, nowhere to go. And then you hear his voice there. Let me see it. The, that's, the Lord is saying unto those people, uh, do you feel, uh, do you feel where your heart is so cold and so indifferent? It can be sometimes, see, that that heart, especially 
in the weeks before the Holy Supper of the Lord. And that we look often to that heart, eh? That we often try to, uh, to just have a look there and see once. And then so often the days go by, so often the weeks go by, and so often it stays so cold and it stays so empty. And then so often that you think, ah, was there never ever a time then that I could hear his voice now is once again in my life. And then he is there, eh? Then he is there, that voice is there. And then he says, oh, my dove. You hear that? He says, oh, my dove, let me see your countenance. But, Lord, it is so polluted. It is so, it is so, with, with, with here below, so polluted. How can I lift it up into the Lord? You know, hey, let me see it, he says. Let me see it. What a beautiful invitation, eh? What a beautiful invitation when you are hiding away. And when you think that you can't, you can't pray anymore. And when you think that it can never be for me. And then to hear him say, as it comes from outside there, into that, that, that narrow little crevice there, let me see it. Let me see your countenance. Does the Lord not know his countenance? Is that why the Lord is saying that, people? Oh, no. The Lord knows the countenance. The Lord knows. The Lord knows how it is with every one of those people. With every one of them, he knows. Uh, but he wants them to hear. He wants them to hear that the Lord is inviting them to lift it up unto him and to bring all the sorrow and all the difficulties unto him. Yes, he does know. Think of the disciples of whom... When he said, but, who, but whom say ye that I am? And that Peter may answer for all of them, thou art the Christ. Then he says, flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So he knows also all of his people. Let me see uh, your countenance. How is it with our countenance? That hmm? is a time uh, when maybe you hadn't thought to hear a message like this uh, for a baptism Sunday, uh, but it is said, God never makes a mistake, eh? God never makes a mistake in bringing the word of the Lord to the congregation. He never makes a mistake. Eh? A poor man like me, he can bow his knees and he can beg the Lord. And he said, please, Lord, what may I bring? What may I bring unto the people there? And then the Lord comes and he just lays that open a little bit. And all of a sudden, you have a little courage in your heart uh, that you may bring that word. Uh, as I, I thought for sure this was your preparatory Sunday, uh, but because that's the way your minister had put it to me. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, eh? Because as you consistently were saying, oh, then we have two of them. Then we have two Sundays of a preparatory word by the grace of God. How is that with your countenance today? Where do you lift it up? Where do you want to lift it up? That's just a question what I want to ask of you. You want to lift it up by the Lord today? And you want to hear that voice today? And maybe it's dark for you today. Eh? Maybe you have not much hope anymore today. You want to hear that voice today? It's coming from his 
his side there, and he is saying, Oh, my dove, let me see it. What is your countenance? Where do you want to lift it up today? Other people today here, they say, Oh, minister, what a wonder that God gives that word now today in this way. I want to lift it up. May I lift it up, minister? May I lift it up and bring it by him? A countenance that is so polluted and that is so sinful by the Lord. May I lift it up unto him and may I just lay it by him? Yes, he says, let me see it. Let me see your countenance. Young fathers, young fathers up front here, eh? and young mothers up front here. You have a countenance like that? A countenance that you may lift up to the Lord. You know, a lot of people have a countenance and that they lift it up to the world. You have to be careful with the babies and that you don't always instruct them in the things of the world and that they, as, as if that is the most important thing, that a countenance in the world, to get on into the world. That's not the most important thing for your child. You know what's the most important thing for your child? And that your child may become a little dove like that. A little dove that Christ has owned. A little dove that Christ has sought. A little dove that Christ has lifted out of the mire of sin and out of the mire of iniquity. Eh? That's, that's what your child, that would, be, that would be the greatest blessing in the life of your child. And then to lift up that countenance. Oh, my dove, let me see it. Let me see it today. You want to you want, you want lift it up to him? Congregation, he's asking. He's asking this morning, and it's not by chance, sir. It's not by chance. He's asking this morning for your countenance. And then he says, let me hear your voice. And then maybe you say, oh, I have no voice anymore, minister. I've used my voice so much in the world in the week that has gone by. I don't so much business in the world that it's so much for my job this week. I don't have much of a voice anymore. He said, let me hear it. Let me hear that voice. That voice. Let me, let me hear that voice that cannot pray anymore. Eh? Sometimes so dark for our soul. Sometimes so difficult when our heart is so cold. Sometimes such a missing when you miss the longing. Eh? Let me hear that voice. You have a voice today. Oh, my dove, thou art in the cleft of the rock. Let me hear your voice. You want to pray this morning? You need to pray this morning. You need to ask this morning. Is it kind of a little bound up on your heart then this morning? Oh, then he's saying, eh? he's saying, that's my dove. Maybe you say, oh, I don't dare say that now, eh? I don't dare say that now. Well, you don't have to, because that's the Lord who is saying that to his people today. Eh? Those, those people that, that struggle today, that struggle today because they, uh, they don't have a voice anymore. They don't have a voice to pray. They don't have a voice to acknowledge. They don't have a voice to glorify. It seemed like it is all gone. It seemed like it has all dried up and with all their needs. And they may now hear that. Let me hear it. I don't ask to say what it is. Just let me hear it. 
what is that then? When you may let the Lord hear that. You know what it is sometimes? Out of that, that, that darkness, out of that difficulty, you know what it is sometimes then? Then it is, our oh, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy upon my soul. Is that all? That's sometimes all. That's sometimes all what there is. Have mercy upon my soul. Have mercy upon the soul of my child this morning. Have that child is baptized this morning, Lord. Have mercy now upon my child this morning. Eh? Lift it up then. Lift it up then unto him and ask him then. Ask him then for that wonder, that wonder of God's grace. Oh, my dove, you are mine. You cannot see that now. You don't, hear to, you don't dare to say that now. But you are mine in that very first beginning. And you are mine. And because I sought and I saved in that individual heart. Oh, my dove. Say it unto me today. Lay it then by me. What do you want to lay by the Lord today? On a Sunday like this. People, you want to lay by the Lord that you are unconverted? Is that now a burden that may lie in your heart here? Eh? You want to lay that now by the Lord? Oh, then he says, come then. Come then and lay that them, lay that them down. I know by nature we carry it to the world. I understand that. Uh, but if the Lord now would so move our heart that the world is gone, there's only one thing needed now, and it is that I may have a word for my soul this morning. I've gone hither and yon, Lord. I've gone all over already, but it stays empty. It stays empty for me. There is nothing that, that gives fulfillment in my life. Lay it down by me. Where is that spiritual dove this morning? That spiritual dove that belongs to the Lord. Is he there this morning? May you say it this morning. May you say, Ah, I miss the prayer so much. I miss that opening so much in the word. Say it to me. Bring it by me. Oh, my dove, let me hear your voice. I know we don't have much time this morning, so I just want to lay that so amongst you. Let me hear. That's what he's saying. To his, to his people, to his dove, let me hear your voice. You fill it in now. You fill it in this morning. My beloved, our last main thought this morning, a loving assurance. And that the Savior, that the Lord is assuring his people, is assuring those people what so often miss that assuring in their life. 
that so often struggle with missing that is say, willing to say unto them this morning uh, what their voice is for him, uh, what their calling is for him, then he's willing to say this morning, let me hear, let me hear your voice, because that voice is, is, is the, most tender, the most tender cry and may come unto me. He's saying, let me hear, let me hear and see thy countenance. Then he's willing to say uh, that uh, he, will, he will gather the tears of his children. He will gather them unto himself. He will gather them into his bottle. Then he's willing to say, for your countenance is so calmly. It's so, and that, that, that countenance that's so overlaid with so much what is missing, with so much what is missing in my heart and in my life, that countenance is overlaid with that. And he's willing to say, that is lovely. That countenance is lovely, is precious in my sight. Black as the tents of Kedar, but you are lovely. You are lovely, my child. You are lovely to me. You are black. You are black in the world. Uh, but I, I, my father, my father gave you to me. And in that everlasting covenant of grace, he bound, I have bound myself. And I, I am to give myself for my people. And now they call unto him out of darkness. And they say how it is in their heart. And they say, Lord, can I then be washed and cleansed of all the sin and all the guilt? Come, I am the rock, and with me there is a refuge. That's what he is saying. He's saying what David was saying when he said, From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So now he is saying, come, come to that rock. Uh, I am that rock for my people. I am that rock. I am that refuge. I am that refuge for my people. I have a righteousness obtained for you. I want to cover you. Come, come unto me, because in the justice of my Father, and it's all satisfied, and I have a righteousness to clothe you, to clothe you upon this journey of life, so that you may come in the presence of a holy God. And the holy God will see, I see no spot and no wrinkle in my child anymore. Come, and with me there is everything. It is. It is with him. In the weeks that are before you, there is everything with him. And he's saying, come. Come then unto me, and with all you're missing, with all you're seeking, come then unto me, and bring it then unto me, and lay it then by me. Let me see your countenance. Let me hear at thy voice. Come, as a bride he calls, lovest thou me more than these, he says. And then Peter said, thou knowest that I love thee. That's all he dared to say. Maybe that's all what you dare to say. Uh, but he says, come then, come then unto me. Love reveals itself in bowing, in confessing before God. You have a confession today? Love reveals itself in spreading those empty hands unto that sacrifice that he will bring 
Love reveals himself in turning away from the world, in seeking after that communion with him. When the brothers of Joseph went to Egypt, there was a hunger that drove them. They would have never gone if the hunger had not been such that it drove them all the way unto Egypt. So God has a people. The world doesn't know them. There is a riches amongst us that doesn't know that either. But God has a people. There is a hunger in their heart. There is a desire in their heart. And it drives them to come and to be there. What you may hear him say, this is my body, this is my blood for my people to wash and to cleanse, to feed and to nourish. May God be with you and may these few words have a place amongst you in your heart from wherever you may have come. For Christ's sake alone. Amen.